All right. Well, I'm ready to launch into this thing if you are, my friend. Yeah. Fire it off. Let's just take a look. Jumping here. right into it. No need for the no need for the foreplay. We're it's been weeks. Let's just get down to business. Yeah. Uh, but hello, welcome. This is episode. Well, I don't know. I have no idea since it's been a it's been a multi week break, which it is honestly while. at this point pretty rare. This is this is the first time this has ever happened. So I don't think anyone can be too upset about it, but I understand. I understand the struggle. I understand the frustration. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of like a midpoint break halfway through a half a year down, or I guess we've been going a little more than that or so, but... Yeah, a little a six, eight-month vacation. It happens. That's yeah. okay. You need, you need a break. A little then, travel. Even if it's not, you know, optional. Well, yes. But what episode are we on, Sean? I believe it's 24 here. Um, I haven't four, actually good. gone back and listened to the previous one yet to, to see how horrendous the audio is on that. So we'll see if that yes. one makes it into anything. My horrendous audio today is uh, due to, well, so we just moved. Uh, we moved basically while I was gone. Oh, yeah, yeah that's really good exciting. timing. And, good timing there. Well... So I was gone. I was in Texas, and then I was back for four days. Then I was in New Mexico for three weeks. So mm-hmm. during those four days, we moved all all of our shit basically from our apartment to this house. And I don't know. I mean, I, one, it's weird. I'm a stranger in my own home. I feel like I'm visiting my girlfriend more than anything else. But two, <laughs> some of the things were set up. It's like, oi, oi, vey. Like it's just frustrating because I wasn't involved. Uh-oh. And if my if my supportive girlfriend listened to this show, she might be annoyed with what I'm about to say, but she doesn't because her girlfriends hate us. Uh, and they're just not interested in our endeavors. It's fine. Not interested in our lives or our friendships yeah, with each other. They don't care who our best friends I know. are. They really don't care about it. It's really it's mildly upsetting, but you know I'm just going to let that <laughs> stew for years. Uh, yeah. And it does give us free reign to just talk shit. So that's nice does we should really it's use, good to have an outlet more, so we really should uh but so my loving girlfriend and i do love her so her parents came uh the week after we moved everything out so when i was in new mexico which one they only show up when i'm not around interesting, <laughs> interesting. two two so they get everything set up and like so i got back last night and they get everything set up and Sam, like, I don't know. I don't really care about the Wi-Fi password because, like, it's not important to me when I'm just on my phone. But when I try and use my computer today for this so I can plug in my headphones and have better audio, uh, the Wi-Fi password Sam sent me doesn't work. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which is just, like, it's such a mild frustration, but it's just such a thing where it's, like, fucking A. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm. But not the worst thing in the world. It's not going to ruin my day. We can no. still make this happen, just mildly annoyed. Are, are the rest of your things organized correctly? The living room, the kitchen? I mean, fairly. It's not bad. It's pretty reasonable. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. the, the space looks really nice. Uh, <laughs> Remember, but our washing listen. machine is broke, which is Ooh. not ideal. Uh, after coming off a three-week road trip. So yeah, That's a bummer. Damn. That is a bummer. Uh, and it's, I don't know, it's an old house. It's fine. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. I think it'll, uh, serve us well, but yeah, mild, mild annoyances 
do occasionally set in for me. Well, I'll be interested to hear how this house is. If it's, does it remind you of the college living at all, being in a house again? A little bit. It's kind of, it's semi-similar to our second, our house senior year. Uh-huh. Okay. In the sense of like, I mean, I like it more, but it's like similar in the sense of like age and just, I don't know, general quirks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really fucking weird layout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, yes. I mean, it's really the most painful part about the layout. I mean, obviously it's a house that used to have like two levels that were connected, but now our landlord lives above us and we live in the one below. Yeah. And like a place that was probably like a dining room of sorts back in the day is now where the bedroom is. And that's on one side of the house and the bathroom is on the complete other, which oh. is just yeah. kind of dumb. Little things like that. Yeah. Just make you wonder. Yeah, a little it's bit. fine, hey. but it's just like, okay. Inconvenient enough to be noticeable. Definitely. Yes, but that's all right. How have your uh, how have your last three weeks treated you, or however long it's been since we last talked? Pretty good. Uh, not too much noteworthy, I don't think. Maybe I can't remember. Um, not a single thing in three weeks worth discussing. Well, <laughs> oh, let's see. There was literally something that was coming to my mind from what you said before. And, uh, it's just this is how much prep gone. goes into this show, everybody. Just completely gone. You shouldn't ask me to remember something <sighs> that I thought of two minutes ago. And uh, it's, it's really frustrating. I know when I do that, but every now and then. <laughs> but uh, we have uh, a, I don't know. The only thing really is trip coming up uh, this weekend to Seattle. That's been the big. Oh, yeah. Got to see your brother. Going to see my brother. That'd be a ton of fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. Gonna You've been out there before, some... right? Or not? <clears throat> yeah. I've been out there two or three times. So I've seen oh, okay. most of the city. Some yeah, of the, the sites. touristy things. Yeah, definitely the enough of the sites where it's really not that exciting to do that again. So we'll mostly just be <laughs> hanging out. and. Uh, okay. I know. Having, doing some adult things, whatever those lead end up being maybe you know maybe we'll go to a weed farm or something crazy like that is there a weed farm to see is weed <laughs> weed's not legal in florida is it no it's uh just medical i think um i'm sure there is somewhere probably not too far from seattle but oh shit i completely forgot you're in seattle that's on me uh I'm yes. clearly uh, paying my deep brother. attention to the story. Yes, you are going to Seattle. That's <laughs> why you may be going to a weed farm. Live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle, Florida, of course. The gorgeous Seattle, Florida. Mm. Uh, yeah. The one everyone thinks of. Maybe catch a Kraken game while you're out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, unlikely. Yeah. Huge, huge sports and hockey fans. Mm-hmm. Massive. All right, no, so that'll, that'll be, be fun. Good. How long are you going out there for? Just Friday through, well, then we leave Monday morning. So, Is that this Friday? Yeah, that's this Friday. Nice. So. Delightful. Very good. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to record Monday or Tuesday night, our next show, because I'm out to South Dakota on Wednesday. Okay. 
penciling in on the calendar. Beautiful. Yeah, South Dakota pheasant hunting. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. Not too much else to do there. You dad going to or? Yeah, dad, uncles. Uh, okay. Just like six of us. Nice. Should be a nice little trip, but buying a buying shotgun ammunition has been frustrating lately. That's what I spent kind of my last two days doing. Oh, really? We got back but, uh, yesterday, drove around forever today, drove around forever trying to find boxes of shells, but hey, it works out. I've got what I need now. Hmm. Why couldn't you find them? Everyone's uh, stocked well, up for COVID. Well, no, no. <laughs> uh, it's so duck season just opened. Okay. Duck season just opened. So everybody's kind of, well, duck season, pheasants out uh, east, all kinds of bird hunting is going on. And I don't know. There's just been weird ammo supply issues lately too. Mm, and everybody's okay. buying bullets. Everybody's buying shells. Everybody's buying guns. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I've been hearing about yeah. that with all kinds of different uh, products and supply chains are all whacked up. Yeah. Yeah. And guns are uh, not unaffected. That's for sure. It frustrates uh, plenty of people in the world, but if you ask a, if you ask a gun shop owner, they're all happy that uh, everyone's getting in the game. Yeah, I suppose they can't keep. We love on the we love first time gun buyers. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Shout out Democratic presidencies. You know what I mean? <laughs> that guy. I was talking to him this morning uh, in one of the shops, and he was like, "Yeah, Biden's been way better for us than Obama ever was." It's like, there you go. Goodness, sounds good. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. I mean, people get so scared of. People get so scared of gun re of gun regulations happening, and then also, I don't know, the last year and a half wasn't exactly a stagnant one in America. No, I. And if you don't have your gun ready for ready for when these libs come and try and yeah. burn your house down. I always chuckle at that, but uh, maybe I'm just naive. <laughs> maybe they're. I don't know. In the end, going to be the ones prepared. And well, going I to forever have real uses I don't know. for their guns. <laughs> I forever stand by, uh, one, I think there's a good argument to be made that you could handle, like the might of the American military. Everyone says, what are you going to do against nukes? Well, who's going to nuke their own people? Are you actually going to nuke Americans? That would be pretty like, extreme. We're not willing to nuke Vietnamese, Afghans, any war that we've fought and lost to guerrilla fighters on the home turf. We've not been willing to take extreme measures. We've not been willing so to just, yes, destroy all the life forms in large <laughs> diameters. So I would, I would like to assume most people would he hesitate a little bit on pulling that on American citizens. Yeah, I don't but, know. That uh, seems a little apocalyptic. I don't think uh, at that point, if it did actually happen, I don't, I don't think your normal. Uh, life survival tips are gonna quite cut it no i don't think so either and you know what if that's not if we're not willing to go to those extremes many many uh countries have held off the might of the american military with more or less small arms and terrorism so i would imagine that we could do okay man just in case just in case it comes down to internal American guerrilla warfare. We've got a plan. Yep, small arms and terrorism. I'm ready for it. <laughs> but I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting conversation, but that, that one gets taken to extremes pretty quickly. It does. People I just feel fun letting that one run away. That's for sure. And I don't know, it could just be as simple as for me. Like I just feel more comfortable having, having guns accessible for myself personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely understand that. I'm very sympathetic to the know how to use a gun and having one on hand is nice. And I'm much less sympathetic towards the need to carry it around with me everywhere. Um, for yeah, fair. I mean, I don't, I don't really feel that need. I'm not opposed to it. I don't have a problem when I see someone like open carrying a gun and I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm around plenty of people concealed carrying. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't bother me or make me feel unsafe. Uh, no, definitely. I not. don't know. I don't know if it makes me feel more safe per se, but I it probably makes me feel less safe just because I don't trust that the person with their gun <laughs> is super competent and won't accidentally do something stupid with it or let it end up in someone else's hands. But <laughs> well, that's uh, I mean, the big thing on that, like, do so. Like, there was a, a shooting in Colorado, not in a place called well, Arvana. It's near, it's a kind of a subsection of Denver. It was an old town. Okay. And one, the cops, I believe, shot the guy who, who shot the shooter, the good Samaritan Ooh. who shot the shooter. That Oof. may be false. I'm not 100% confident on that. Don't quote me. Sorry if I'm slandering uh, <laughs> our boys in blue, but I believe that was the case. Wow. It's hard uh, to know. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I got a good Samaritan with a gun shot the dude who was sh- trying to shoot up Old Town Arvada. So that's cool. That's good. I yeah, that's a nice story. Well, no, that is not the case in every time. It's nice to have. Yeah. It's nice to have an anecdotal moment, though. <laughs> it really is. But I don't know. I mean, I just I just prefer that to be in my hands if I need it to be. Mm-hmm. But then sure. it also I don't know. It does come with certain responsibilities, you know, of, of being a responsible gun owner, such as like, well. I, I, this would all, these are all hypothetical things, uh, as I do not have any registered weapons. So I do not have any weapons. So these are all hypotheticals because I don't own guns, Sean, you can look it up for any, for any listener, any, any, uh, listener governmentally or, uh, non. So look, look me up. I don't have any, I do not have any guns. I'm not on your registries, but if I were to own guns, it would come with, you know, responsibilities such as gun safes, whether that's, you know, a a lock that you put on your trigger or one through your chamber, or I don't know, an actual box that is a gun safe to lock your guns Mm -hmm. up in. Like that's just part of being responsible because yeah, it is the idea that someone would break into your house and steal (laughs) a weapon of yours is very upsetting. And the idea that it could be used (laughs) uh, in a street crime is not ideal. (laughs) No, that would be very unfortunate. Yeah. Also, you should probably, you know, have the mental health status of not being a raving lunatic. But sometimes it's hard to check up on yourself. Who's to determine? Who's to determine what raving lunatic means? Yeah. Indeed. It's usually uh, diagnosed after the fact. You know, (laughs) frequently. Once you've done a certain number of things then we prescribe you as a raving lunatic, but it doesn't really help uh, in the chronologically forward direction. No, it certainly does not. But yes, hypothetically, if I were to uh, inherit a gun, you know, 
I would be looking at buying many hundred dollar safes, fireproof, weigh a couple hundred pounds purchases that, you know, mm. frustrate you in the, in the moment because they are expensive and feel unnecessary. But as a responsible gun owner, it's an important step to take. Indeed. Do you think anything will major will happen with gun ownership and stuff in the near future? Or, I don't know. I feel like that's been a topic that's been talked about a lot and nothing really ever happens, although I'm sure like me, little and medium sized. Well, what do you mean? Like, like, what do you, I mean, about. like, yeah, my idea of major might be different than your idea yeah. of major. So what do you I mean think, by major? Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say that, like, I'm sure these things are very major for the people involved, but, uh, I don't know, like a real, like some sort of large ban on, um, you know, some majority of weapons or something like that. Like, like a certain like, style of weapon. Yeah, styles are like, you know, you can only have hunting guns or something like that. Like an Australia type law where you can only have guns if you live in the outback and you basically need to shoot yeah, right. yourself because you just got bit by a snake. <laughs> Yeah. I can't I, see that happening. Yeah, I don't, neither can I. I don't understand. I physically like can't comprehend a situation within which uh, like that comes about in this. And because there's no way to implement it well. Because mm-hmm. if you send someone to go get the guns, they will die. <laughs> like That's just being serious. People will yeah. shoot them. So I don't know, like if you actually, like if you tried to enforce, I mean, one, a gun buyback, no one, no one, people are buying guns. They're not going to be giving them back. And if you actually send like agents to people's houses, they will get shot. There are crazy people out here that will not give it up. (laughs) And it'd be a real shame. I mean, I know that this, this is again, not speaking from my own experience, but you know, just being involved in the world of guns, uh, that. I have heard tale of, you know, guns being given to family members or friends or sold, you know, hand to hand, like without re-registering things like that happening. And those guns are in the wind. Yeah, definitely of that. I don't see uh, anything like that. People getting their firearms seized or... Yeah. And people die and the guns more or less disappear, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, who knows? I, I just don't... I feel like it comes up every once in a while. Like, it's like one of those topics that like can get as big as any other major political, you know, standpoint. Um, but it seems like it never, nothing really ever happens that big. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think the biggest things that could happen to see would be like bans on high capacity magazines or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. It's, and I don't necessarily care about that. I'd be interested in what high capacity is deemed as. Right. And I don't know how that ban is enforced either. Exactly. Because there's there's already so many. Yeah. And there's so many people who are ready to get in your way and make it an absolute hell to try to get anything passed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it'd be be insane. process. I mean, what if would you see anything change if you could? Would be my question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd. I I don't think so. 
I don't know how I feel. I might be open to like just a general slight phase out of, I don't think it'd be a horrible people if, horrible if fewer people had guns, but. But like, how do you, how do you also, determine who should have guns, who doesn't have yeah. guns? Like what's the situation there? Exactly. And also if you're trying to like eliminate gun deaths and stuff like that, maybe the violence just transfers over to some new area. So, yeah, and I, don't, I mean, it is, it's a classic, like, cliche line, but I legitimately do believe that it is a bigger mental health issue than it is a gun issue. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, and no one, like, people, 95% of gun owners don't have issues with better background checks. No one really cares about a three-day cooldown period as to, like, when you purchase a gun to the day when you can pick it up. Right. Like that was right. a, that was a big thing for like domestic violence issues, you know, like people would go out, buy a gun, shoot their wife. Yeah. So law abiding gun owners don't have an issue with that because I don't need this gun today. If I needed a gun today, like there's no situation within which I, a moment springs up that I need a gun and I can't like, I don't have access to it through one of the friends that I'm going with or like a family member, whatever. Like, there's no situation within which you need a gun today. No, definitely not. Yeah, there's there's probably some, like, littler laws, but even that's, like, you know, that's not most gun violence. I just looked it up, like, 60% of gun violence is suicides anyway. So I don't know if you can really make an argument that those people aren't going to kill and themselves if they don't have the gun. Yeah. Then, yeah, yikes! What do you, do you want to see more hangs, or do you want to see yeah, more pill right. deaths, or? But I don't know. <laughs> there's probably some money I mean, somewhere. I mean, there's still like it's kind of crazy in the sense of yeah, pills. Big pharma wants it. Yeah, big pharma's trying to ban handgun pills. Trying to take your guns away. <laughs> oh man! Deep cuts for big pharma. <laughs> but we don't put it past him. I mean, everybody talks about, like, got to ban the ARs. When, like, ARs result, as far as, like, mass shootings, occasionally. But as far as mm-hmm. gun deaths in America, it's all handguns. Yeah, definitely. Like, ARs, this is not me having a number in my head, but I would assume that they count for less than 5% of gun deaths in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably less than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what the actual numbers are, but it's not ARs that are the problem. Like, it's people with handguns that are all crazy or gang-related violence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just people shooting each other over stupid shit. Stupid-ass shit, yeah. Like, drugs or years of resentment or... Well, did you hear about the fucking... crazy. Did you hear about what happened in uh, Arlington and in Arlington High School, so just outside of Dallas? Like between Dallas and Fort Worth? Uh, no. Google Arlington High School shooting. All right. So this was described as a school shooting. When it was a kid, like these two kids were having a fight in class. One kid pulled out a gun and shot the kid. And four yeah. other people, or th- and three other people. Ooh. Yeah. So four shot because this kid had a gun on him in class and like was talking shit with another kid. He just couldn't take it. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's fucking insane. That's, I mean, that just sucks. 
And like, do we do we think that gun was bought legally? Like, how do we do you think he walked in this 18 year old or 17 year old, which illegal in most states? I don't know what the laws in Texas are, but in a lot of places, I don't, I don't think it's nationwide. But in the two states I've lived in, Colorado and Wisconsin, you've got to be 21 to buy a handgun or handgun ammo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's so the one that gun hard that to get a parent or a friend or, a, you know, for sure. But do you think that guy's friends went and legally bought him a gun? No, well, it's clearly not legal for them to buy it and give it to him. No, but do you think that they bought a gun legally and gave this kid that? Because oh. I doubt it. Yeah, who knows? I oh, doubt yeah. it was a, a legal gun owner who just went into a store, bought the gun, and handed this kid his gun. Uh-huh. But, no, frustrating thing. Frustrating thing about uh, the handgun age limitation. When I was 18, I bought my first twenty two. Mm -hmm. It's like a really small caliber rifle. Yeah. And I couldn't buy the ammunition to shoot it because I was 18 and it's oh. uh, 22 ammunition is used in pistols. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Very frustrating. But I'm sure no. it so that's so hard to find some ammunition for yourself. It just no, meant you yeah, couldn't well, go, you couldn't just go pop off in the woods by yourself. Cause your dad would notice that you're asking for ammunition again. Well, I cannot, uh, no, I, I don't even know if it'd be legal for him to give it to me. I don't know what the ramifications are. I don't know. It has to be, it has to be. Cause you can give like you can take your kid out in the gun in the woods and shoot. It has to be legal yeah. to give your kid. Yeah. Okay. It sure. Has to be. Yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get myself uh, in any trouble here. <laughs> but yeah, so me. I bought my first. It's just ridiculous that I bought my first uh, firearm and I couldn't buy ammunition to shoot it. Mm -hmm. That's that seems odd, but. So there you Whatever. go. We need we need ARs so eighteen year olds can protect themselves in their house, Sean. <laughs> there you go. That's a good conclusion. I Imagine think. if my family had been dead and I had no access to ammunition. Imagine. Well, we Imagine. need this, we need a new mandatory high school course, you know, like CRT, except uh, gun ownership <laughs> for ARs. And we need to implement Listen, it kids, wildly. This is what you buy when you get out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> And here's how you hold it to gun them all down. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think, one, it's insane that people have such a weirdly fucked up, uh, like, skew of the value of life. It's so crazy to me. Like, that kid in that high school. That is insane. <laughs> that, oh. like, this kid probably called you, like, a homophobic slur that yeah. you decided to shoot him. Shoot him, right. No, that's, that's such a weird... Yeah, this is, this is not equivalent by a long shot. Like, this is not appropriate behavior. You cannot I shoot mean, someone because yeah. you're getting bullied. And you you probably told him you were going to shoot him. He probably said, yeah, fuck you. You don't have it in your whatever. Like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And then you did it. I'm like, what are we talking about here? But also, it's a high school kid. I don't know. You know, it's pretty... Can't really give them too much responsibility but definitely what the fuck is going on there well yeah and obviously he should never have a gun in school nor should he probably have that yeah. gun but but that's what an insane situation yeah i mean it's I, just like i'm sure that's how most gun you know that's what most gun deaths are it's just like what the oh, fuck why did you sure. just decide to shoot that person like yeah i mean the vast majority of gun deaths are like inner city you uh, know squabbles 
non-suicidal gun this anyway yeah it's non-suicidal correct <laughs> yeah and it's just like what <laughs> well that might be an interpersonal squabble sean <laughs> Inter- yeah good point good point <laughs> squabbles causing all gun deaths squabbles. <laughs> band squabbles amen the nicks on them but yeah, I don't know. I just don't think I don't think anyone really wants to approach this in in a reasonable way. Not that that like I mean that describes all current issues. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really frustrating that something that's I near and dear to me feels weird. But yeah, I don't know. Like gun ownership's a significant thing to me. Yeah, definitely. Look, I'm not I'm not a hardo by any means. I don't own a thousand guns, but. I don't know. I like to shoot guns. I enjoy hunting. Like mm-hmm. they're things that I enjoy and I think that are necessary and important. But and I just don't I don't know. I don't understand why like I don't know. I haven't looked this up, but I would venture to guess that gun violence has gone up significantly in the last like 30, 40 years. Or maybe uh, 50, I don't know. Like from the 1950s to now, I would guess. I don't know. Pretty much all those stats have gone way down. I'm Basically all yeah. other like, you know, bad things happening in the world stats. Um, so I don't know. I mean, because I know I, I had to go back to like the 1950s because I know the 80s were like horrible in cities. Like that mm. was insane. But... The rate of firearm deaths per people rose from 10.3 per 100,000 in 1999 to 12 per 100,000 in 2017. All right. It has gone up. Well, there's a big jump in 2020 of homicide. Whoopsies. Yeah, no shit. Like a big one, 25%. that's concerning. Suicide's going up at an insane rate, too. Yeah, suicide's really steadily climbing. Man, another year of... uh politics like the last one we had and homicides might pass suicides for the first time (laughs) yikes well i don't know man it's just it's just weird it definitely is weird i don't know why a lot of people like killing each other and killing themselves i guess evidently i don't know it's just it's a it's a weird world and you can't i don't know I don't know. What are we doing wrong? You know, what are we mm-hmm. doing wrong uh, just in general? Well, this ties in nicely to something. I came up with something that I have been thinking about a lot over the last three weeks. Okay. And that's uh, education. I went sure. down a bit of a rabbit hole uh, thinking about education, what how schools could be better, and then oh, also... Sorry, one second. Here's something kind of crazy. Did yeah. you know... On most years, uh, if you if you take out handgun homicides, uh, knife knife homicides versus all other gun homicides are basically the same. Oh wow! Isn't that crazy? That is pretty crazy. Getting the knives out. <laughs> what a horrible way to go! I do not want to be stabbed to death. No. <laughs> I would I'd probably rather, rather be shot. Shoot me! I'd I don't want to be stabbed rather. multiple times. Oh, for sure. I'd way rather be shot over a squabble than, like, getting knifed in a back alley. Hmm. But, well, okay, back to back to your education point. Where are we at here? Yeah, well, one of my points was that I think 
there should be a much greater focus in school on like personal development and psychology and like social you know skills and interactions and stuff like that and rather than just like having math and history and other shit shoved down your throat well, do you think you can accomplish that with children wearing masks sean i think you can it works <laughs> i fine. think it's probably significantly detrimental to your interpersonal skills i do not think you can accomplish that by having everyone sit in a desk all day and not interact with each other and just listen to the teacher well our uh, phones are is technology a very negative thing in this way no i don't think so i think it's a, it just has to be a new skill to learn <laughs> with social interaction is it a new skill or is it a skill that's been lost I think there's definitely some lost skills there, but I think there's like new skills. I think you can have similarly. Well, I mean, your I think your new skill would be. Yeah. I think your new skill would be uh, societal interactions in today's technology age. Right. But I think that a fair amount of the skill set of just interacting has been, I don't know, denigrated, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I mean, I I definitely don't have a problem interacting with like friends and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just do you think I'm you have a problem different. interacting with strangers? <laughs> I'm definitely different in that. It's like, I just don't really go out of my way to interact with strangers much, or care that much about those interactions. And like, but why not? I, know, Sean? I feel like. I feel like that's they're everyone, they're a, they're a human and an American citizen just like you. Oh, absolutely. Why do you not care about your interactions with them? It's not that I don't care about them, or like I'm still try to be nice. It's just like, you know, in talking with friends or other people that I know better is just like a hundred times more important to me than talking with a stranger. But <laughs> I, I think it's very important to know how to talk with someone new. I mean, that's how, obviously how you have to develop a friendship in the first place. They're going to be a stranger to you at some point. Certainly. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I think I'd be very easily sold on the idea that previous generations just, I don't know if it's upbringing or if it's like you don't really have as much of a choice because there's a lack of, I don't know, other forms of communication. But I would I would put my money on previous generations were better at interpersonal communication. Not not to say that that's expressing your emotions fully or anything like that. That's a different thing in my mm -hmm. opinion. But I would. Do you think I would in their personal lives as well, or just like out in public? Well, I. So I think I think when you when we start to get into like in your personal lives is where we start to enter the conversation of like emotional intelligence and having conversations about emotions and like thoughts and feelings like things like that. I mean, I think yeah, I think on on why can't I think of the on the term? But uh, on balance, I think previous generations were better communicators because well, at least as far as definitely face to face, but communicating, there's all kinds of things to communicate. And were they the best communicators of emotion? Almost certainly not. 
but also are we that much better if we can't, you know, if we struggle to have conversations, not, uh, with friends that we hold near and dear. Mm. I mean, I, think, I don't know. I think there's a chance that we're having like a lot more broad public interactions. Um, but I don't know. But what do you, I mean, I, you could certainly make the claim that, yeah, if I tweet something, the entire yeah. world can see it and that's having a broad interaction. But that's not really having an interaction and almost certainly not a positive one. <laughs> yeah, I guess it really depends <laughs> on what we uh, classify as. Yeah, I don't know. And like I don't know. Like Twitter and social media, while I have no problem with them and I certainly don't think that they should be broken up as monopolies, <laughs> I think that's idiotic. Uh and I think the people discussing them as such are idiots and not informed and not, not involved. Uh, but I don't think, I mean, interactions on social media are so frequently negative because like, yeah, that person's not sitting in front of you. We've always said, like, it's always been said to us. And I think it's, I don't know, somewhat innately true that those interactions don't happen if you're talking face to face with a person. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That's true. So I don't know. Like it's, it's just, uh, it's hard for me to, to think that we've improved there. Mm. Yeah, could be. I think there's a lot of room for people to learn a lot of those skills when they're a kid. Uh, especially like, like as silly as just like, just learn about yourself and, like what makes you happy. And I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of people acting like assholes is mostly them not liking their own lives and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, and I think that would go a long way towards people being able to be a lot more productive and uh, joyful. Well, perhaps. I don't know. I just think, I think that in a, not necessarily anonymous, but I don't know what the term is for, and I'm, tr I'm trying to describe a medium within which like you don't see, or you never will see, or you don't frequently, or you won't see like the person that you're interacting with. Yeah. It's like in person. Like it's not anonymous, but yeah, it's yeah. very detached. Right. Like such a detached medium is always going to result in people being shitty. Mm, I think so. I think it's that can be learned too. I don't know. I think I think I I wouldn't be surprised if like the social norms of interacting online are still growing and evolving a lot, and that we'll get to a more reasonable place. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure, but. I don't know. I don't know what it all, how it all shakes out. I mean, I'm not, mm. I'm not concerned about it necessarily. Like, I don't think there are that terrifying of trends, you know, like teenage girls on Instagram, like Instagram makes them sad. Uh -huh. Like probably, but like, I don't know. What are their parents doing about it? Like, I don't think that, like, I don't think any of the problems need to be regulated is generally what I'm getting at. And mm. I think that we can like, as our generation ages into adults, hopefully we uh, gather a little bit of wisdom from our time yeah. as, uh, 
as kids like that we can pass on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily convinced that'll happen, but I, that's what I think our greatest chance is. But, yeah, I generally do agree. I think it is one of those, it gets trickier the faster new technology comes out to you know, stay on top of it. And it is very funny to watch older people really struggle uh, with new technology and stuff like that. But it's also kind of sad. Uh, but I think, I don't know, it, w- one of the things that like confuses me the most is the way that people like use social media and stuff like that. Like, I don't think Facebook's evil or anything like that, but it does seem like the majority of people, I don't know, like, if you had, if you had said to me, like, the majority of people will, like, use this to get very upset about things, yeah, that sort of surprises me. And maybe it's not actually the majority. Maybe Maybe the majority of people, like, have found, figured out a way to use Facebook that they really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, but also, like, I don't know, people are addicted to, like, fear porn in a way, like, rage porn, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, things that upset them. I mean, I've got a case of it, certainly. I don't think I'm a full-on <laughs> addict yet, but I don't know. People enjoy, for some reason, like, some really weird fucked up reason people enjoy, like, being upset about things. And Facebook's, like, a really easy medium to convey those things. Well, all mm-hmm. of social media generally is. There's got to be you a know, lot whether more it's, things going on there than rage porn. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like your that. grandma is probably using them for like grandkid photos. You know what I mean? Like that's the standard, I think, really old person behavior. Boomers, uh, as they're yeah, called. Yeah, but that's not, that's not like what you get though on Facebook, right? Like you get a feed of like all these different people and like, I guess, yeah, like people really enjoy being in on other people's lives. Yeah, and then like, but also they enjoy being, you know, it's almost like the classic, like, oh my gosh, can you believe this person did that kind of thing? Like, oh, for sure, it's hundred percent what it is. Like, it's always most just definitely people gossiping. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. People just love. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the majority of Facebook is a bad thing or like, I don't know. I don't see Facebook as a huge problem. Like I can't, I refuse to concede that Facebook swayed either of the elections of the yeah. recent elections, 2016 silly. or 2020. Like that's idiotic. Totally silly. That's not how a <clears throat> cause and effect works for anyone wondering. Yeah, it's, it's foolish and there's like nothing, nothing to support that hypothesis. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't know why I, I don't use Facebook and I, to my knowledge, neither do you. So I don't think either of us really understand why people necessarily do, you know? No, I do not. I really don't. So I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a difficult one to discuss. That'd be actually sense of, that'd be very interesting. Like if Facebook actually has like data to understand what the majority of their user base, you know, does. Like what's a normal half hour of someone scrolling through Facebook look like? I mean, I would, they definitely have that. I would be stunned if they don't. Yeah, I wonder if it's like you know similar enough where most people are similar enough where there's you know something you take away or if 
people use it or look differently enough that it's hard to describe the average user. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But no, as far as like the Facebook bans or like breaking up Facebook, things like that, changing section 230, like I don't want any of that to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts on the topic are, but as no, far I... as section 230, like I have no problem with these what is it acting as publishers these entities yeah. uh, not acting as publishers versus acting as publishers like i don't think they should be made to because it allows us uh plenty of things to keep the internet generally the way it is and i like the internet generally the way it is mm-hmm. no i definitely agree with all that i think i've i've heard enough like very solid just it's not even almost an argument. It's almost just like, here's why you need section 230. Like feasibly, you really can't get rid of it. Otherwise you're completely upending how everyone has to operate legally. And, and I mean, you're actually murdering any opportunity for competition. Mm -hmm. Like you're murdering at this point that, right. And then also Facebook would be the only one, the only company able to comply with these things. Mm. And I'm sure at some point something would get fuckeried. And the same thing with like, you know, breaking them up and all this, you know, I agree with the standpoint mostly of like, just let them die over the time, to- over time, just like Microsoft and everybody else. Um, yeah. Cause they're going to, like, that's just how this works. Mm-hmm. It is concerning though, when you do have that much, uh, you know, control of a certain, or just basically dominate the entire market. And going forward, it's tough. I don't know, like, people were terrified of IBM and, like, IBM Mm -hmm. being broken down as a monopoly. Right, definitely. It is, I think there is a small question about, like, whether or not we get to a place where there's an opportunity for a company to actually become all-dominant in some area and not be and not eventually phase out but it certainly seems like there's plenty of tools right now that people can use to like you can literally just like gum up the way they work like i was hearing a good story about how that i think it was it was either ibm or microsoft where basically they had to run all new changes through like some governmental department which yeah ibm had i know ibm had to do that yeah so it's like slowed them down enough where they basically just like we're no longer couldn't innovate anymore. But also, is that is up. that to be seen as beneficial? I don't see that as beneficial. Mm, it's hard to. And say. I don't see I, think... I don't see Facebook as a monopoly at all. Generally. Yeah, I don't think so. The network I don't think, like... thing is tricky, but I think there's definitely room for competitors. I mean, Facebook has an aging user base mm-hmm. and it's like just doesn't pull in young users like they don't do the things that people love which is you mm-hmm. know having a younger user base like appealing to the kids right so what i don't know change? like like the idea like what if they did what if they change sure what if they do their product yeah i don't know then we'll see you know like then, then we'll, we'll assess it when that happens no i agree there's i don't think there's a real argument to be made for breaking them up or any of this. I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Cause I, I hate that the people having these conversations 
really don't know anything about it. I mean, the senator that asked if, like, they could delete Finsta. <laughs> yeah, like, I, not I, understanding it, that that's just a, a term for a fake Instagram. Like, your daughter, ha- your great-granddaughter right. has one and that upsets you. Hmm. Like, this it's just insane. Yeah. That like, is, those people should not be having this conversation is my biggest issue, generally. That has definitely been, like, the number one grievance is that our current uh, governmental and regulation bodies just are not at all equipped to handle anything technology related in any capacity. Yeah, so let's not have them making these decisions. Yeah, and I'm not sure how we're ever going to fix that. Like, the solution is not just to vote in a bunch of hip 30-year-olds who understand technology and are now going to be no. our senators because that's never going to happen. Certainly not, and I don't necessarily need that. <laughs> But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want Facebook to be broken up under the sense of I don't think it's a monopoly. And I don't think – I don't like that Facebook is advocating for the removal of Section 230. Oh, it's so scummy. It's so scummy because they're the only yeah. company that's big enough to handle it. Yeah. That is – why is it that companies get big and they're just, they're just the worst? They're always – act in bad faith <laughs> well like, what are you going to do like of course you're trying to eliminate the opportunity for no, but, competition like, how come no one just sits down and goes like it's not that important that facebook as an entity like keep keeps Lives like, forever dominating the world like no one cares like the people are not facebook no one why do you care like right like if something well comes i mean along, there are people better. paid specifically to keep facebook profitable I know, it's just like and there are a lot of shareholders that uh, would be upset with that general statement. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we all lose touch with reality uh, when it comes to businesses and stuff like this. Like, there's literally people going, right? Like, it will be bad for the world if you know X happens, but it will be good for us if X happens. So let's lobby for X. And like well, that just doesn't I mean, make sense to me. Like, how do you find right? yourself as one of the people behind? Like, so let's lobby for X. Well, okay. Well, if I lobby for X, X will make me a hundred million dollars, right? And ensure that I have financial security forever. <laughs> like, it's hard for me to not lobby for X at this point on there a yeah singular person basis. You know, like it's not difficult to comprehend. Yeah. It is just, it is just for uh, the money. Yeah, it doesn't make it morally right, but I mean, I don't know. Lots of people sell crack too. Mm -hmm. Why is that that much better or worse? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess the scale is uh, probably different, but like, I don't know. I wonder if people will ever go after those people for those sorts of choices and uh, try to get them publicly scourged or if well, uh, what we're are just you, always I mean I'd say that's like what evidence do we have like, what evidence are we going to have for them saying this is I know that this I'm acknowledging that this is very bad for the world but I'm just doing it for the money and where is that a crime we see that all the time profiteering companies oh, do that all the time no but Probably. I'm saying like like what are you going to go after them for 
I mean, you can definitely make a legal case, but just like, I'm. I no, guess no, I'm what is your legal case, sir? Well, sir, in certain circumstances, if they break the law, I'm. I guess I'm saying I'm surprised. Like, but in what, in what world mob, is that breaking the law? The angry mob doesn't come for these people the way that they come for other people for other ridiculous. Well, things. the angry mob clearly is not very organized. No, maybe it's certainly not as organized them. as Facebook is. I'm sure <laughs> I have no problem with that. Do so, but I don't think that a profiteering should be a, a crime worth coming for. Well, not not necessarily a legal crime. I think it's on mass. But yes, yeah, a, a societal. I mean, we have like social norms, and like you know, you should be a nice person and not an asshole, sort of thing. And, and that's of the grounds under which we should attack these people. Don't be an asshole clause. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know. I just, it doesn't bother me because like, sure. It, it would, I mean, okay, we have to go after every fucking senator then. Like every politician would be fucked, <laughs> which I don't have a problem with. I don't, I don't really have right. a problem. But I don't think we, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying the, the, I, it was mostly those just dominoes an fall a long ways. <laughs> That's true. You uh, never know what you're going to come up with then. And I think it gets. I don't know. We get into the scary. I don't <laughs> mob rule is not anything that I generally advocate for, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, the idea that I mean, like Facebook's oversight panel. I don't. Oh yeah, that's that's like funny. the idea. Of groups of people having the say over what's good, bad, and otherwise. The move that that one uh, woman made when she like like the whistleblower when she was like, "All right, I, you know, I think Facebook needs an oversight board, and uh, and I, I should be, on. be okay. <laughs> I think I'd be a good candidate to run it. It's you know, just like, like someone. So we need someone who's experienced, who's worked in the industry, who's like socially conscious. You know, someone like me. What a like, fucking you're such a piece of shit. When you lay it out like that. Just like, what like, a move. Unbelievable piece of shit. Fuck that lady. I, mean, I have nothing nice to I, say about her. I respect the play. Like, you know, <laughs> she's shooting her shot here. She's found the legal yep. route to try it out here. But uh, just yeah, Could be someone just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, that, that, was, that was an absolutely ridiculous thing. And also... Why are we acting like that Facebook whistleblower is so shocking and impressive? Nothing. Nothing yeah. shocking came from that. Yeah, it's all been said before. And of the things that were said, I just don't care. Like, I just don't. But I don't know. Oh. I'm also, know. I'm also not a Facebook is, user. The news has been a little quiet, you know. We had to have something to yell about. Why don't you hear about uh, John Gruden? No. The Raiders head coach. Mm, well, he's uh, he's in a little bit something ridiculous. Yeah, he's in a little bit of hot water currently uh, for some stuff said via email. Oh boy, good work. Yep. Uh, yeah. Whoopsie. Uh, so he, so the Washington football team, formerly the R words, uh, <laughs> were they they are like scandal prone. Like their uh, owner, Dan Schneider, was like, I, he's a piece of shit is really just what it comes down to. Like bad okay. person. Good. And uh, yeah. And 
John Gruden had to submit a bunch of, or he's, I think, willingly, to my understanding, submitted a bunch of emails to like kind of like show what was going on or like clear his name to a certain extent. And uh, in those emails, he says, uh, what was it? NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is a faggot, an anti-football pussy, quote-unquote. <laughs> uh, so you can't say that. Well, Definitely can't say not that. About your, yeah, the guy who's kind yeah. of in charge. Yeah, can't say that about the guy who signs the checks uh, to the league. But next, he went on to uh, – what was that guy's name? Sam something or something Sam. Uh, so the first openly gay football player to be drafted in 2014. Okay. Uh, he went on to say that the head coach of the Rams at the time, Jeff Fisher, quote unquote, should have been pressured to draft queers. Yikes. Yep. Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, later on in the emails, he was sending uh, like topless pictures of women uh, back and forth with the with someone involved in the Redskins organization, including uh, two of the two cheerleaders at the time. Oh, that were good. supposedly forced to pose topless, which I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means either, but I'm sure we'll find out. But yeah, uh, so yikes! That guy's a riot. <laughs> I'm glad he was yeah. just hanging out in the league for a while. I don't understand how like. That kind of person, like no one's like, "Hey, we don't really like this guy." Like, I don't. I mean, some players said that, but also other players. Like, he's supposed to be a player's coach, but yeah, plenty of huh. plenty of people were like, "I don't know about all this." Yeah, like, and then yeah, maybe he really hides you know? it and just lets it out in the emails. Yeah, I don't know, man, but that's tough. That's tough. Didn't, you didn't just one of the coaches in the NFL get in trouble for like a bunch of racial stuff last year, two years ago. I feel like somebody else was. Oh, he was also Gruden was just uh, a week ago in trouble for some racial stuff. Oh, okay, I I don't know because remember previously being in those out the door. <laughs> previously in those emails, he uh, what he described one of his black players as having lips like Michelin Man tires or Michelin tires or something like that. Oh man. Yeah, which he tried to justify uh, by saying that. He doesn't see color. He, no, no. <laughs> he said he's frequently been known to like describe liars as being rubber lipped, and oh. it definitely wasn't racist. Well, you know what I mean. Definitely not. Uh, whatever, buddy. I don't uh, have a whole lot of faith in that guy at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> That was his explanation. That was his attempted justification. It was uh, it was interesting. Well, that's fun. I'm sure the yes. organization's having a good time. Yeah, they. Uh, he resigned. No way. Yep, he resigned. <laughs> Got threatened to be wild. shot in the kneecaps if he didn't. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely wild. And the the thing that's like stymieing or like people are asking questions about now is what else was said in those well one 650,000 emails in 10 years is so many emails like that's oh, absolutely goodness. insane yeah is that not crazy that's so, a bonkers no he sent that many it's 177 emails? a day 
Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, Is this kind supposedly. of email addiction? Yeah, I, I don't understand how it works. But yeah, supposedly this man sent 700 or 177 emails per day, which is not like not possible, but also it's not possible. That is not possible. Yeah, so you can't tell me in that entire investigation into the Washington football team, they didn't find more things from either the guys he was sending the bikini pictures to or the guys that were e- that were receiving the emails with homophobic slurs in them yeah. and racist remarks. I'm sure he's got all I bunch. can't believe that they didn't find anything else. <clears throat> well, that guy, I don't know, maybe he's going to have a charge coming at him pretty soon. But yeah, so NFL's in an interesting spot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that... Do you think that kind of thing actually hurts them? I feel like no one's that surprised. No, I don't think that thing's, like, bad at all. Like, really, for the NFL. I don't see that as an issue for them. Because I can't... I don't know. I mean, like... what is anyone going to change? Is anyone going to do anything differently? No. Because I doubt it. Absolutely not. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't see it as an issue for them, but... There has another... to be more, and I'm interested in, like, what are we covering up? Oh, yeah, and who else in the league? I'm sure I'm sure there's another five people just like him. Yeah, at minimum. Likely. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like if you're the on the receiving end of those emails, yeah. why are you not saying anything? Then what have you said? Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. also not, like, to a certain extent, well, one, to a certain extent, like, obviously we've all said things in private that are not kosher necessarily. Like, sure. I'm sure I've got a fair number of questionable texts out there because, like, there were jokes made amongst friends or whatever and, like, not intended to see the light of public. Yeah, this is very different than using a business email, though. Indeed, indeed. And don't will, I would not be willingly submitting my texts, believe it or not. No. Like, if someone came in and asked me, like, Brett, you know, let me see all the let me see all of the communication you and Sean have ever had. I'd probably say no, thank you. I'm good. Like, because that's how you should be operating if you're doing a private thing. And I wouldn't be. I don't. I don't know. If I was the kind of person to say things along those lines, I wouldn't be willingly turning in my email because that's just idiotic. Uh, yeah. Right. This started with him being the one to offer up his emails. Yes. <laughs> well, clearly he's not the brightest, or or he got some really bad advice from a lawyer or somebody. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but yeah, so he's in some hot water for uh, some very questionable things. Yeah, shouldn't have said all those. And things. again, if you would have just stopped with, you know, Goodell's an anti-football pussy, most people would probably be on board with you. You'd have some fans. Somewhere. For sure. Definitely. For sure. But you just, like, you know, you can't just run. You can't, you can't. Nobody's going to stand with you for the homophobic slurs, dude. <laughs> no. That's not okay. That's That ship has sailed. No, probably that, probably that. that ship sailed, you know, quite a while ago. Like, that guy's it has a little be. out of it. It had to be. Again, it had to be. It, that ship definitely sailed by 2014 when he said that. I feel like that ship, yeah. I wonder when it did. Probably early 2000s. Because, I mean, when was gay marriage legalized? Like, it was like 2013. 
Yeah, federally. Yeah. Not Obergefell, I think, is the case. Uh, Good for you. Thanks. I believe. I don't know if that's true. Uh, but <laughs> very silly aside, hilarious that Obama went from anti-gay marriage in his first campaign to pro-gay marriage in his second. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Just can't like, see the light. And that's where it's so fucked up. It's like, God damn it, guys. Yeah. Stop caring about what politicians do and say. Make government smaller so you don't have to care. They're all liars <laughs> and full of shit. They are all extortionists. That is their profession. Indeed. And I just, I just don't understand. Uh, I simply don't understand why people are so pro-big government when it just means that you're going to care and be more upset at the political goings-ons. Yeah. If government has less of a say in your day-to-day -day life, then there's less things for you to be literally to be upset about or to mm -hmm. care so much about. Just make it smaller. You'll be happier. <laughs> It'll be good for everyone. It's a strong argument. I think it's a pretty reasonable one, but uh, not many. I, I, not many are on board with it, unfortunately. Well, not many people. You know, the uh, <laughs> strong logical arguments just aren't that valuable to most people. That is certainly true. What fun out. is that, Sean? What well, fun is that? For some of us, those are the things we care about, and for other people, they don't care really at all about thinking things through. And I guess that's all right. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I'm becoming, I, I really used to be enjoy being involved in political sphere and like, cause I enjoy being knowledgeable and having conversations with people. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, it's just not fun. I don't have fun uh, knowing things in that realm anymore. Like it's not, mm -hmm. it's not pleasant. It's not enjoyable. I don't get anything from it. Like, cause you can't have good conversations about it anymore. Well, because everyone's crazy, and I feel crazy. Like I feel like I'm going crazy by association. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, everyone definitely is crazy. I don't know. I wonder uh, what was like. When were you having? When were you enjoying it the most? When was I peak enjoyment of politics? It was probably yeah. like senior year of high school through like sophomore year of college. So I guess maybe Trump's presidency did change a bunch of things that I hadn't really uh, <laughs> considered about. But do you think that was also too much on? Do you think that was also because like you're learning and developing your views more and like learning about a lot of the depth behind how these things work, and now you understand it better, and it's just like you're discovering less. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm necessarily discovering less. I'm definitely more jaded to like the system, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. like these things annoy me much more than they used to. Like it used to be a lot easier to be regularly involved, mm -hmm. but I also felt like I used to have a lot better conversation. Yeah. Huh. But also I used to be, I don't know. I used to be senior year of high school. I'm having those conversations with family members or people from yeah. the same small town, you know, like, and then I don't know. You end up in Madison and things are obvious. It's obviously a much different culture. Well, yeah. Get a whole but, lot of new perspectives. Yeah, it's a much different culture. There's people from everywhere, which is like, that's all good. And all those, well, I don't know if all of those perspectives are good, but 
uh, I generally appreciate those conversations. You know, like I enjoy a person with a different worldview. Yeah. Engaging with that person. Hmm. Uh, but, but now I don't know. Crazy. I don't know what changed. What, what but, is there like a way that they're crazy now? Like, do they just not listen? Do they just insist upon spouting off nonsense? I don't know. It does feel like people are, I don't, I don't know if we're trending towards more polarized, but it does feel like people are just much more like red team, red team, blue team, you know, one good, one bad. That's all it is. Yeah. And maybe that was the difference of like more having those conversations with family members, then going, then changing all of a sudden to having those conversations with kids my age. With the enemies. Yeah. With the damn libs. <laughs> no, I, I don't. So like maybe that was a product of having those kind of conversations with a generally more mature or like experienced crowd. Yeah. Definitely but also a crowd that, also a crowd that generally just appreciates the the concept of like, you know, different, like, like this speech is going to hurt me. They're important conversations to have. You can say whatever you want. You know, right. like that was very much more the world that I grew up in, which I'm pretty grateful for generally. But I don't know. I don't know what really changed for me. I don't, have you ever been a, were you ever a significantly politically involved person just as far as like knowledge of the, of the goings ons? Um, I've done a decent amount of like solo learning and exploration about it, but not too much like a uh, conversation or debate about it. So I don't know. I feel like I have a fairly decent yeah, like, feeling for it but i also i i kind of approach it a little differently i think than most like i don't know i don't like debating or talking about the surface level like symptom or like you know big ticket topics as much as like more of the philosophy of government and society and like some of the under underlying stuff well, yeah, but I, so, I mean, I guess my question is at a certain point in time, you've got to translate that to the surface level in order to like, Definitely. you know, cause like things don't change on the deep very frequently. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you square that? Um, well, I guess things also don't change just cause I have a good idea or not. <laughs> But, uh, but don't you do you not enjoy discussing the potentially good ideas that you have? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I definitely don't do like I don't discuss it widely or wouldn't or am not inclined to discuss it widely enough where I'd actually reach that many people to change their mind or something like that. So why do you not enjoy, you know, having that conversation with like our peers necessarily? Like in college, what did you not enjoy having those conversations in class or like, what was your approach in those situations? Um, I definitely shy away from them a little bit just cause they are so like emotionally charged for people. It is like a little hard to, 
like even get the conversation going anywhere sometimes, but definitely. Yeah, but do you, so like, does that, does just like trying to approach that freak you out or why do you, why do you think you shy away? Like you don't want to offend people. Like, like what's the, do you not have faith in your ability to articulate your ideas in an inoffensive way? <laughs> no, definitely can. I haven't practiced it. Like I said, as much. I don't know. <laughs> And it is important. It's an important thing to practice if you're going to do it. It's true. It's a lot harder than it seems to uh, try to explain things, even if you think you know them really well. Um, Definitely. But I don't know, like, is that, is that, so you clearly don't view that as like an iron sharpens iron situation. Like you don't feel the need to test your, I don't know, ideas or thoughts mm -hmm. like in the field of battle necessarily. Yeah. I think I, there definitely would have been a lot for me to learn by doing that. But yes, also there's definitely some of it that I would listen to other people talk and go, all right, well, I'm not sure I have anything to learn here. I, okay. I agree Just with that generally. Hang out there. <laughs> I agree with that generally. And I think I've trended more towards that. But I do think, well, I, I'm a lot lazier than I used to be in these conversations. Because mm. back in the day, it was like, back in the day, I wanted to talk to like anyone and everyone about these things. And if you like, if you had something I disagreed in, this is how we were going to talk about it. Or like, I was going to see, I had to see why you disagreed. And then I had to see if I could still like maintain my idea. And if I couldn't, yeah. then okay, I had some more thinking to do. Right. I was much more voracious, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But... I think there is something to be gained even if you think like – so if you're just listening to someone, like you're hearing someone talk, let's say it's like a group of five or like it's five to ten people. Sure. You're hanging out, whatever. If you're just listening to someone talk and you think their ideas are stupid, yeah, I understand that it's not fun necessarily to engage with. But I do think that there's value to be added in pushing why you think those things are stupid because they might actually have – something compelling yeah, in definitely. response but in the bigger group setting they're just giving you like the condensed mm -hmm. version yeah absolutely like not not talking it all out and i don't know maybe you do affect change on a small scale by making them think more about their ideas you know mm -hmm. and that i find not only fun but probably societally beneficial mm -hmm. yeah Yes, it's definitely true. I agree with all those things. I think I've learned those things maybe a little later than you did because I wasn't ever trying. But also, I not quite I did, not quite the firebrand. I did uh, generally avoid the uh, confrontation a little bit, and then also I a lot of the times I just like won't have a super strong formed opinion. Like if I know that I. There's a lot of things I don't know yet about something. I'm a lot less likely to jump in a conversation about it. Um, but sometimes that's the best time. Sometimes in the sense it is the best like, time to learn. Yeah. Yeah. All you get to say is like, yeah, like I, I don't know. Like, listen, hey, man, I'm just asking questions. Like, mm. it's easy to not offend if you're just asking questions generally. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think I know as much about this topic as you. But hearing your... You know, hearing your 
uh, thesis. Can you explain these things to me? Because I don't think they make sense. I don't know. That's I do that a little dishonestly in the sense of I usually have an idea. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. usually just say it like that to not upset somebody. And then I usually just prove them wrong, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's uh, the conclusion they come away with too. <laughs> it depends on the person. And if they don't, you know, what was the point in talking to them? You know, I got to find out a lot about them. Yeah. No, definitely. I've definitely uh, missed out on some of those opportunities by never speaking up, but oh well. I want to turn Sean into a radical. <laughs> I want to see you, like, with the, with the picket me. signs, you know? Like, oh. you're out front of... Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to see you, like, banging on the doors of Planned Parenthoods and shit. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> A big change of pace here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I would ever convince you of the value of that because I know I would need that because I don't think I'm going to yes. change it that much. No, but... I, that would be the hardest part is convincing me that that was at all worth my time, even if I believe so. Yeah, that there is even a mild amount of significance to the action that you're partaking yeah. in. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe, but, maybe we should have a conversation about government sometime, and you can see if I am as tedious as all the rest. Well, what would you what would you like to discuss about governance, Sean? We can have this conversation right here, right now. <laughs> I mean, my my approach to governance is pretty simple, in the sense of certain like it's important in certain aspects of life, as far as like mild regulatory standards but a life uh is better well lived without lived without much involvement in my opinion mm. yeah i think the <laughs> questions definitely just come down to well i guess in that a more broader topic of how big government should be or how much government spending and oversight should there be or like what do you do about things like you know basically what counts is like guaranteed human rights in terms of like healthcare and education and stuff like that. Ah, fuck them. Right. Well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's... I don't. These are things that I like. So those are generally aspects like as far as like healthcare go and what level of education are we talking about? Education. I definitely don't care past high school. Go to a fucking trade school. You're poor if you can't afford it. It's going to be better for you anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. There it is. Life advice from Brett. <laughs> I stand by that. If my kid wants to go to a trade school and become an electrician, I, I, like, I wouldn't be more proud of him or her. Oh, sure. And Absolutely. honestly, I would – I don't know. I think the most significant parts of my education likely came from my household. So – Let's change the family. Let's improve the family first. Mm -hmm. That's definitely my like cynicism about that. Um, and fuck public education. They're bad at this. Move on. They are bad at that. See, that's the, <laughs> that's the one attitude that I resist. I think there's ways to structure public education that basically yeah, paying public, charter schools. Yeah, well, publicly funded <laughs> private education that actually creates mm -hmm. good educational I can 100% get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, improve school choice, you know. <laughs> improve That's all a, of these things. Uh Mr. Ron DeSantis from Florida just 
expanded the school choice program like six months ago to the largest one. Well, it was that's the largest, like, and they that's expanded just like it to be even larger. Absolutely a good thing. The it's yeah, it's a very confusing conversation for most people, but in terms of down the road creating better outcomes for education is undeniably a good thing. As long I mean, as it's I think not completely corrupt. For sure. Sure. And as long, I mean, it's, it sucks because, you know, your parents might be pieces of shit not involved, which mm-hmm. is probably more towards the, the median than the, uh, you know, than I would wish. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it's really hard for me to see a scenario where improved school choice is a bad thing as far as just in general on, on balance goes. Right. If you're looking long term. Yeah. yeah. So good, good on Ron DeSantis. I think he does. I mean, it's, it's so frustrating because he's got like just enough Trump in him to frustrate me, but he's generally, <laughs> I generally agree with him. He, like, like, I think, I think overall he does a decent job. Yeah. He like makes surprisingly intelligent decisions, like pretty, for frequently. sure. Which like, I, I'm, I'm not totally sure if he's getting lucky or like, he's actually like, a pretty at smart what guy. Point, at, at what point is his frequency of luck just like not reasonable? At yeah, what point yeah. is it no longer a coincidence? Right. But then know. he just does like he just does like stupid little needly culture war things that I just don't see yeah. as reasonable or good. Right. Just the massive childish streak that you know is just going to cause havoc at some point. Well, it's just like it's I mean it's bullshit that it's 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 a thing that every politician has in them. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, it's most... really annoying to see it's really annoying to see someone that's like sometimes I'm like, oh well, you know what? What they're doing over there makes sense. Then it's like, why the fuck are we like putting out this thing about Columbus Day? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Right. That nonsense. I, I just don't, don't fucking care. It's like why can't you just be like a little bit more <laughs> rounded as a reasonable person? Like you're just missing <laughs> a few pieces here that would really But that's do a but good also job that's like but that's the politician part of it, you yeah. know, in the sense of like, this is what's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to get his name in the news. It's going to rile up a certain part. It's going to make another part at the, like uh, the equal, but opposite part proud of him. <laughs> and I'm right. like, thrilled to be voting for him. Do you but think, I don't like, know, like, do you think a really good candidate would actually win? Like, let's say we had somebody who's like, like who you just sort of like, man, you really nail it. Like 90% of the time, you don't have any of these stupid fucking little games that you play. Like, could that person, like, it feels like that person would just, like, be way better, but maybe they couldn't actually, like, just not win. If that person could get to the national stage, I think they could win. Could that person ever get to the national stage is the really difficult mm. Probably angle not, because there. they're not, because uh, the ultimately one of the two parties has to put them there, and they'd never do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, probably. Like, our... I don't two party system kind of feels like it's like a necessity to have two parties, which it's just not. But the current state of affairs is a two party system, and with mm-hmm. that being the case, no, the idiocy rules the day. Rules the day, uh, as far as that goes, because because there's like flashy bullshit that like you know fires up your base. Fuck your base. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. They're <laughs> so insignificant. It's crazy to me. Obviously, they're very significant. You're running a successful campaign, whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I think if you if you ran a person who just did like common sense stuff, you know, like as easy as that is to say, if that person could get 
into the national conversation, then yeah, I think they'd have a shot. I mean, my perfect candidate would be someone <laughs> who's wildly more libertarian than either of the two main parties, but also <laughs> not too libertarian to where we like get a little crazy with it. Because <laughs> yeah. I think not everybody's ready for these wild, like for these hardcore libertarian stances, and that's okay. But we got to recognize that uh, in the libertarian party. It is funny that they seem to have very little self-awareness as to like how out there they are in a lot well, of that's also That's also where they've got to like, I don't know, libertarian candidates or libertarians love to eat other libertarians for not being libertarian. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it murders well, the same thing. It's the same thing. With yeah. The, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like Democrats and Republicans. Like, yeah. Yeah, extremes hold uh, a lot more weight than you imagine. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, honestly, of, of the last, like, Democratic situation, I really did like Tulsi Gabbard. Like, she was a much more moderate, uh, like, middling person who just seemed more reasonable. Or, like, still wanted to have decent conversation. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. And also, I thought, let's, let's just be honest. Like the, the media doesn't help. Just either side. The media is not helpful. It's not, a, it's not a good functional organism as far as politics go. No, of course not. I mean, that's just not its role anymore. It's, uh, it's just making money off the whole entertainment of the everything going on. Which kind of a bummer, but... Uh, I don't know. That's all it I is a bummer, but I don't know. Also, like, is that just life too? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But hey, talk about another uh, significant role for social media and why it shouldn't necessarily be regulated. Uh, sure. Alternate media is important. Yes, it is. It really is because mainstream media is trash in things that. Mainstream media is trash in the ways that most people see it, in the ways that it interacts with most people. Mm. Because things like the Times still do dope shit overseas. Like that CNN reporter, I forget her name, but when she was in Afghanistan, that was incredible. Like like the reporting that she was doing as uh, like Kabul was falling and we were trying to get people out. Sure, yeah. Like shit like that is important and they do good work. But – I don't know. I mean, it just feels like it feels like a lot of the things of the ways that they engage with people in significant fashion is just detrimental. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's just like ultimately they take some pretty weird like directions and make I don't know some fair, fairly odd choices, and it just seems like purposely like trying to aggravate people and purposely acting child childishly instead of like ever taking the high road like when was the last time a media organization like did the right thing in terms of like a uh, yeah i, don't, I mean maybe never story. yeah maybe never like uh. i don't know i mean it, it, it's really weird because it feels like uh 
I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if we just missed out on that time or like we just don't have because how are we supposed to go back and research like old political yeah. things? Like like that's or such a hard thing I think was, to yeah. look into. It's yeah, hard like, thing I, for like the historians who are like trying to do it. Like they really struggle with it because it's just hard. For sure. Because it just seems like as a person who's not actively trying to engage with it, it sounds impossible. Yeah. They're the professionals. Yeah. But can, can you like imagine what? like a, a one of the like big companies like, you know, Fox or CNN just like steel manning the other side for like an article like that's just like so out of the realm of reality. Like they would never, ever like put together a good argument for the other side and actually think about it or challenge them. No. Yeah. Like there's no, like, obviously there's no interest in like bipartisanship. I mean, bipartisanship one is like, I don't even know. I might be dead. People yeah, aren't interested know in that. That's a word anymore. I mean, did you see who was it? It might've been MSNBC, which obviously is a farly skewed example, but I think you can talk about any of those organizations as though they are hmm. a wildly skewed organization at this point. But they described, uh, Kristen Cinema, the Arizona senator. Did you see everything that happened with her in the last week? No. Uh, the part where she was she was teaching a class and then like was chased was chased into a bathroom and followed into the bathroom by a person uh, bitching at her for like not supporting something as part of like Biden's uh, infrastructure oh plan. Oh no! Like yelled at while she's in the stall. Huh. <laughs> Oh, and man. recorded from the bathroom. Huh. Like, have we lost our minds that this is being, like, that this is being considered a reasonable approach? Seems way past the line. <laughs> how, how could it possibly not be? I don't know. I mean, that's insanity, but... That's, that's so, wack. yeah, so, so that happened with uh, Miss Cinema. And she was called, uh, what she, she was described as formerly moderate in the, in the papers, uh, but like drifting towards hard right, uh, for not supporting a $3.5 trillion plan instead, uh, and instead choosing to support a $1.5 trillion plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. We went from formerly moderate, formerly moderate, moderate puts me in the $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan <laughs> camp currently. Well, it's just, I, it doesn't matter if they tell the truth or not. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, just to make crazy, shit up. man. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it just frustrates me. So, like, and I don't like that. And maybe that's contributed to what I see as wildly detrimental, you know, as mm. far as my own experience politically. Uh, right. This is not helping. Like, none of that helps me. Hmm want to engage with people right and there's really no one to like look at and go like wow you know those seem like reasonable people i'd like to have a conversation with and you know or even as like a role model of like man you guys are just doing it right how can i think better like you guys because that's a great you know story or point or whatever yeah it's not it's not compelling but no i don't know man it's it's a weird world and maybe that maybe that's just part of like my own growing up where I'm just not impressed with just kind of the bullshit anymore. Mm. Like it's not it doesn't entertain me. The ramifications seem too significant, like it's just not enter- like it's supposed to be entertainment 
mostly, and uh, it's just not that entertaining. It's just frustrating. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I gotta wrap us up here pretty soon. Oh, uh, what do you got going on this evening? Well, we'll see if what Haley's up to, but uh, we're supposed to hit the library quick before they close. That's then, adorable. Uh, maybe go out, hang out. Then let me let me just uh, yes, please do enjoy the night. Let me know if you get up and uh, up to anything too entertaining. But <laughs> before you go, I need to discuss one last thing. Now, a Florida candidate, Florida twenty four House of Representatives, Laverne mm. Spicer, uh, what she said yesterday. Okay. As this was delightful. So she is. Let me read you her Twitter profile. Republican candidate for hashtag Florida twenty four fighting to expose the lies of the left and end the Democrats' destruction of black America. Join me in the fight. And it's like arrows down to her donate. Oh, this is Miami, so it's not you. But okay, what her tweet was yesterday, do you know who your representative is? Because I have no idea. Uh, I think I And could you name your senators? No. I could name one. But yeah, whatever. Moving on. Anyway. Her tweet was, they let Magic Johnson play basketball with all caps, full-blown HIV, but won't let Kyrie play because he won't get a COVID shot. (laughs) Nice. I mean... (laughs) That's a great tweet. What a... What a... What a... Did you consider that, though? Have you really thought about it? I... I mean, I, I just don't understand what we're getting at here. I mean... Like, I understand what you're trying to say, but you do know that the transmission's a little different between those two things, right? <laughs> like, do you think that, like, Magic was going to bend someone over at the three-point line and give it to him? Yeah. Quick transmit the AIDS. Spray the crowd. <laughs> and this guy comments with, this guy comments with, didn't know HIV could spread through the air, like, with a questioning emoji. And yeah. she responds with, it can't. You might need to go back to school. What? Uh, oh man, I think she's missed out on the whole uh, virology course. It's just uh, like that. That just made me. That just blew my mind last night because she said something so ignorant. She just stuck to it, which I almost oh, respect. That's great. I hope she wins. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Go. Miami would be in good hands. Yes. And the and there was a woman from Baltimore who tweeted out a picture of like Biden's building back better, and it was just empty store shelves. The store shelves are all priced in euros. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> like, what the fuck do you think you're doing here? Like, if anyone pinches and zooms at all, it's just not America. Oh man! But well, still, there you go. Uh, enjoy those for the rest of your evening. Delightful. Best of luck at the library. Yeah, enjoy uh, your early night after the podcast. Thank you, sir. I never asked how you were doing, too. Sorry. How are you doing today? How's oh. you, how, how did the I day think... treat you today, Sean? Oh, I don't think wasn't... I did my traditional intro, it... but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It wasn't the best day, but it wasn't the worst day. And Well, isn't that the majority of them? Yes, that is the majority. But this was <laughs> nice. This was a good highlight to the day. This was wildly pleasant. I'm glad to be back. Yes. All okay, right. I love you, buddy. Have a wonderful night. Love you, Brett. You too.